TopplessRobot.com presents... You're listening to Animated Opinions, the only podcast that demands a blood sacrifice. I'm Melanie. I'm Emily. And today, we watched Ogre, a movie Emily recommended that is distinctly on brand for it is, her. It is. Emily. Like, what? Just just tell the people about Ogre. So I got nothing. Ogre is a 2008 sci-fi original movie. And that's really all you need to know. Anybody who kind of like knows me knows that I love sci-fi originals. Like it's like a weird, weird love. Like they're definitely not, you know, top notch movies or anything, but they're just so campy and enjoyable. And Ogre is definitely like a 2008 attempt at whatever this was. Yeah, Ogre has a lot of good ideas. I like the first hour of Ogre, and I think that with better actors and more money for the CG, it could be a really good concept. The second, the last 30 minutes, not so much. But the first hour, yeah. So I actually have memories of, you're going to love this, I actually have memories of seeing this movie when it came out on TV in 2008. Like commercials and everything. Oh. Like I, I definitely saw this movie when it came out. And I just remember there's this one character named Hope. And I was like, this bitch is annoying. And then almost, actually, no, a decade later, I'm like, yeah, no, this bitch annoying. <laughs> That's a good way to remember it. I don't know. I mean, this was basically what I imagine Game of Thrones is like. This is better than Game of Thrones. Shit. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. Fucking fight me. Better than Game of Thrones, which is now definitively over. And I think it's out of the public eye in the millions of weeks we'll take to release this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Game of Thrones will be over. Um, We should do some fake Game of Thrones. Actually, it won't even matter because fake Game of Thrones spoilers won't matter because the show will be over. Yes. All right. We just don't. I don't want to talk about Ogre. Oh, I mean, well, here's the problem. Ogre was like so mediocre that there's really nothing to hate on aside from the CG and the campy acting. Yeah, it's. But that's like. It's no like Piranaconda or Shut Shark. the fuck up. Those movies are my life. Yeah, but that's because they're so fun and, like, they're so bad that it's fun. This one is good enough that I want to see it done well. Yeah, Sharktopus is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, Oh, God, what's the director-producer's name? I think it's, like, Roger Corman. Roger Corman movies. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody better. Nope, it's Roger Corman. I've literally just seen Sharktopus pop up, like, with Attack of the Crab Monsters, Last Woman on Earth, uh, Sharktopus, <laughs> Swamp Women. Ooh, Swamp Women, coming soon to A&D. Holy shit. Sorry, I think this is the right person. He is 93. A 93-year-old man made this movie? No, 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 no. So Roger Corman, I believe, is responsible for many of my favorite sci-fi original movies. Okay. Um. Yeah, he he made Sharktopus and he made Piranaconda. Okay. And I think he assisted in some of the other uh, movies. Sometimes it takes until late in life to become a true visionary. I know. Sharktopus is just so good. Honestly, that gives me a lot of hope for my late life career that I now know you can still make some good shit when you're ancient. Yeah, right? I just really, really, really want to work on amazing movies. Oh, yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Roger Corman, everybody. Uh, Basically, what you need to know is I love him. 
He made movies such as Dino Croc, Super Gator, Death Race, Dino Shark, Dino Croc vs. Super Gator, my favorite shark, Sharktopus, Death Race 2, Piranaconda, Death Race 3, Sharktopus vs. Terracuda, Sharktopus vs. Werewolf, and then a whole bunch of other Death Race movies as well. He produced- Terracuda? Yeah. What's a Terracuda? A pterodactyl barracuda. Oh. How do you uh, not just I couldn't see it, so I was imagining. Oh, okay. You're just like- I was imagining Terra Earth rather than Terra with the silent P. Yeah, sorry, I should have said Paterracuda. No, that's fine. I love his animal hybrid series, Whale Wolf. Whale Wolf is a killer whale wolf, and it is awful, and I love it a lot. Roger Corman uh, did not make Ogre, but what we're saying is that this movie is kind of the middle ground, and it should have been either or. Like, it should have been a decent movie, or it should have been a Roger Corman creature feature and it was neither no there wasn't enough creature in this damn feature was it produced by cinetel cinetel films yeah okay i couldn't tell if they had just done the vfx or if they had done there's a lot going on here the crew for this movie is shockingly small cinetel films who i believe did the production and distribution They were originally based in Illinois, and they're an independent film production company and distributor. They're actually in West Hollywood still, which is shocking to me. But I was actually looking through the VFX team to see if there was anybody I knew, and everybody, I couldn't tell if they were Russian or Ukrainian or what was going on there. But like the entire VFX team, aside from any soups or leads, were Russian or Ukrainian. Or had very Eastern European last names. And it was super funny to me. But yeah, uh, Cinetel Films. I assume I'm saying that correct because it's cinema and television kind of mashed together in a weird portmanteau. Um, It sounds right. Paul Hertzberg is Cinetel Films' president and chief executive officer. And they have a statement from the company's inception. We placed a major emphasis on the creation of quality product at reasonable cost. This has remained central to our company's philosophy and has been directly responsible for our success. And they see themselves as an alternative to the majors. And I would argue that success is a relative term, but I Mm -hmm. do have to give them kudos for being an independent production company that like, makes films still that hasn't shuttered or downsized recently. Fair. So yeah, they're, you know, they're doing, they're doing their best. Honestly, they're, they're doing what they can. Yeah, this is definitely what they can. I, again, I really can't dunk on this too hard because a lot, it seems like a lot of people involved worked very hard on this and wanted it to be something decent. Yeah, and and you're going to see why, I think, as we dig a little bit deeper into the plot, air quotes around plot and dig, yeah. because it's all pretty well laid out. Like, nobody, there's, there's no questions here. There's no, no. yeah, there's, it's hard to Let's get this. into it. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain without like actually going in a little bit more. All right. So, in 1859, we open on a Pennsylvanian village being swept by a fatal epidemic. Some men push a suffering family into a cave with doors, locking them in and posting a quarantine sign. After the town magistrate dies, the town mage, Sir Bartlett Henry, insists that he be made magistrate and allowed to solve the problem. His wife is already dead of the plague, and his beautiful daughter Hope is now showing symptoms. Several of the men agree, but Franklin is opposed to the idea. Swayed by the desperate urgings of the others, he reluctantly consents. Bartlett darkly warns them that there will be a price for the cure, and that they must be willing to pay it, no matter what it is. Uh, So we both watched this movie on YouTube, because we suck, but I had some buffering problems for the first, like, 
want to say like 15 minutes. So the movie came in at 100p or like 240p max for me on my television. Yeah. It was sad. I, I also watched this on a TV and I had a beer in one hand and my laptop literally in my lap. And my roommate was drinking rum next to me. So we immediately started out on a, on a high note. Also, I just want to point out that uh, Cinetel Films also is responsible for some of my other favorite sci-fi movies, such as Snakehead Terror and Ice Twisters. Yo, Ice Twisters is a fucking classic. That's a really, really great one. Yeah. Damn. Have you ever watched Ice Twisters? Have you ever seen Snakehead Terror? We have to watch like a really, really bad, maybe not for the, like, the podcast or Ooh, anything but we just patreon gotta... bonus sci-fi movie podcast oh my god i would watch every sci-fi original movie oh and lava lantula if, e- if even one of you decides to give us money we'll fucking do this someone dm me and give me a dollar no i swear to god i'll do it for free I, will I watch. just want to know that there's someone who wants this fucking content from us i will watch every sci-fi original movie in order of their release. Yo, wait, okay, put me in on this project. We are, we are just diverging from the plot here. Oh my god. Sorry, I just really love sci-fi originals, and now I'm just thinking about... Um, yeah, so there's, like, smallpox or something. Nobody really gives a shit. There's no exposition here. There's no voiceover. No. There's no, like, text on screen. You are immediately thrown into, this is the reality, and you're gonna deal with it. Yeah, but I really appreciated that, because I knew what was going on immediately. My first note is just, what is this, the fucking village? Because it reminded me of uh, the shooting around M. Night Shyamalan's The Village, which is a piece of work, and honestly a worse movie than this one. Yeah, it's just like... It's totally fine. It seems yeah, like a this movie low wasn't budget. Offensive to mentally disabled people, so I'm really into it. This kind of seemed like the uh, what? What am I thinking of? Like if you like when you go to like a local history museum and they have like a little movie theater where you can watch like a. 20 minute film on what life was like back in ye olden days at the colonial village. Yeah. And like, it's that level of like acting and production, but for a whole movie with an ogre. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also RIP Lord Albert. Yeah. Fucking press F to pay your respects. I stopped paying attention at that point. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this opening part because it felt like all the actors were really excited to be there and it looked really good. They took a lot of time to shoot it and definitely color grade it a little more blue and make sure that the lighting was dramatic. I genuinely appreciated the fact that it looked like a lot of work on part of both cast and crew went into the uh, village portions. They they definitely had, they had, um... I mean, all the departments were really, really small, obviously, but they did have like greensmen and they did have costumers and they did have people that were kind of like dedicated to the look of this movie beyond just like throw everybody together and something that looks like period piece costume. Yeah, they put a lot of effort into making sure that the costumes for all of the village people looked good. Yeah, especially can we not refer to them beautiful? As the village, As the village people. people. Yeah, please. Uh, they do sing YMCA later in the film. We'll get to it. I missed but- that. Uh, but yeah, no, the costuming and I feel like the acting, especially during these political portions, is really well done. I felt stakes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clearly not like Oscar-worthy performances, but it's definitely A-OK. Until the CG monster comes in. Fucking. Here's, so I make a couple of comments. They're like, this movie isn't so bad. And then, well, the ogre is on screen. I regret to inform you. My previous comment no longer holds up. That's such a good one. And I was just so excited because I love bad visual effects. Like there's, there's a difference. Here's okay. 
let me let me quantify this statement because I feel the need to justify this. There's a difference between something that is truly terrible and something that is bad for the time. So in the original Stargate movie, they have these masks on the characters that are CG and they like retract towards it's this is towards the end of the movie and you, they're very bad. They are just not good looking CG effects, but that's because it's Stargate and that's from ye olden days of visual effects and CG. And then there's things like Ogre, where you can tell somebody tried, but it was not enough. Like, it's just not okay, but in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, the Ogre looks like maybe an early PS3 character. He's rough, and he his back is really like wet or metallic. Oh, he's a, he's definitely like only blin shaded. He has no texture. There's like yeah. no bump map on him. He is just he looks like if you took the that green ghost from Ghostbusters and like made him a buff ape man. Do you not know Slimer's name? Thank you. I think I referred oh. to him as Slimer like a little bit later on in my notes, but I was not confirmed. Yeah, I I wanted to refer to him as Slimer, but I did not know fully that his name was Slimer. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Here we also have my roommate weighing in the second the ogre comes on screen. I had to rewind this bit a couple times because she really, 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 really wanted to take a picture of it and send to her wife. Uh, So... (laughs) We're watching this and she's like, go back, go back, go back. And her phone just like would not pick up the ogre. So I kept having to go back (laughs) to this like 30 second interval of the movie where the ogre first comes out. And she just goes, it looks about as good as the Harry Potter ogre. Why aren't we watching Shrek? And I said, because I have standards and they're lower than Shrek. That's 100% too. Somebody once told me, sorry. Speaking of lower than Shrek, we cut to the other half of the movie. Y'all will understand in a minute. Yeah. Uh, in the modern day, four teens are hiking through the woods. Excitable Terry has a map showing the purported location of a mysteriously vanished town. He trips and breaks his ankle, but carrying him back out of the woods would be too difficult. Mike suggests that he and Jessica go onward to seek help, while Terry and Leah set up camp. Leah is unhappy with the situation, and Terry spots a shelter. The doors that were locked over a century ago with those quarantined people in it. Gross. He breaks open the door, releasing a huge, misshapen ogre. It jumps out of the cave and kills Terry and Leah. (laughs) This part of the movie sucks because the teen's acting is so bad. Oh, yeah. They're very clearly, like, D-list actors. Canadian actors. Oh my god, none of them are trying, and Terry has a fake black eye that's very clearly just a lot of eyeshadow painted around his eye. Oh yeah, my roommate was also hating on the fake black eye. You just need to swell the eye up to make it look like it's real. That's the secret. That's a budget that they did not have, my friends. Oh, you pack spirit gum around it, and then you paint it. That's disgusting. They didn't have that budget, because... uh, Oh, God. Okay, you have a note that these girls, it's clearly not very cold out. And my response was, I think that line was ad-libbed. And they were cold. Because this shit was filmed in Canada for $2 million Canadian dollars in 2008. So that's about like two US dollars in today's money. So like, they're just wearing Aeropostale long sleeve shirts, uh, down vests, Excuse you, and scarves. Non-branded Long sleeve shirts. They're clearly from Aeropostale or American Eagle. You can fight me. It's 2008. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it. It's a mood. But yeah, like a big mood. Their outfits don't look warm enough for how cold it looks outside. Like, it's weird. Yeah. The boys are dressed significantly warmer. Yes. But you have to also remember that men's clothing is significantly warmer than women's clothing. And women are forced to layer true uh when terry breaks his leg and leah is left to set up camp she's like 
I don't know how to set up camp. And I'm like, fucking put up a tent and elevate this boy's leg. What are you doing? I don't know how to use a tent. I'm a girl. Why the fuck did you go camping if you don't know how to do that? They're not going camping. He's very clear about that. They're going on an expedition. Where were they going to sleep? It was already nighttime. I stand corrected in... 2008, the US dollar and the Canadian dollar were very, very close, like almost a one-to-one ratio. I feel the need to correct my previous statements. <laughs> Glad we have the live correction. Yeah, well, fuck you. Fuck me indeed. And also, fuck this whole part of the movie. Yeah, it's like, boring. Like anything with the teens it- is kind of boring. It gets better though because yeah, we Mike leave, and Jessica we leave, leave Terry and Leah, which is great. Yes. Because they are the suckiest. It's, they're the worst. I think that they specifically like had them film this scene first and then picked Mike and Jessica as the better actors. Mm-hmm. So Mike and Jessica leave to go find help. They find the road is blocked by a no trespassing sign, but ignore it because they can't fucking read. They hear a bell ringing and are surprised to find that a town really exists in this remote area. They peep into a building and see a town meeting taking place, led by Bartlett. He retells the history of the town's recovery for the benefit of the viewer. The plague was cured, but as part of the spell, the evil of the disease was reborn as an ogre. The cost of the spell is that a human must be sacrificed to the ogre every year. Uh, that's it the fact that these teens just like wander into this scary ass town in the middle of the woods that no one's ever heard of like this is not where you get help but they have heard of it and that's why it's a legend and that's why they're on an expedition to find it they like vaguely set this up in two lines well yeah but like the fact that it doesn't really they don't know that it exists these people aren't gonna help you they're gonna eat your organs or whatever you don't know that they might be nice they might just be super amish Oh, also during this portion of the film, because it's not anywhere, uh, Terry and what's her name? Leah. Yeah. Get up and open the crypt and they die. But Terry just fucking gets up on his broken ankle and is walking around. And what the hell? Lay down. You hurt yourself. Don't be running around because you're so excited to find this crypt. Okay, but none of these people are doctors. So I want to call her Megan because I just hate Megan's. Um, no offense to any one listener named Megan. Um, what's his name? Jessica. Jessica and Leah are not doctors. Like, nobody is a doctor, you know? Yeah, but I'm a doctor enough to know, like, to pop that leg up. Don't move. They're like, I can feel the bone. And you're like, how do you know it's a bone? You don't even know which way north is. Like, calm the fuck down, bitch. Like, Terry definitely just twisted his ankle. Yeah, no, he's totally... Like, unless he has, like, the weakest bones in the history of the universe. It's not happening. Why did he need the black eye? What was that useful for for the film? I don't know. I think we were trying to establish that he's, like... you know klutzy yeah i think okay i don't know actually i honestly am unclear on what the fuck was happening there now yeah the more literally the more i think about this the less it makes any sense this part of the plot is haphazardly done oh yeah uh one of the reviews that i read because Mike and Jessica trespass. Um, one of the reviews I read said, naturally, they trespass. And then uh, Lord Bartlett uh, looks vaguely like a $2 Russell Crowe. Like if you squint, he looks vaguely like Russell Crowe. However, yeah, we get this. Do you think that's what Peter Dinklage would look like if he was fully grown? Go ahead, write that down. As I was typing it, and Nora was sitting next to me taking, like, a swig of her rum. 
I genuinely think Peter Dinklage would be like too hot to handle. Peter, Peter Dinklage, Dinklage is Peter very Dinklage. attractive. I do enjoy him. Like, he's a hot dude. I do enjoy Peter Dinklage. Also, he seems like he's a cool person. No one ever find out anything bad about Peter Dinklage. No, if you do, if, don't if tell Peter me. Dinklage is canceled, I might just have to cancel myself. Right? I can't. Like, like all these people getting canceled. There's like, so many do people. It. I've decided. Like, if Sir Ian ever gets like canceled, I'll I'll just cry. Or like Dame Maggie Smith, or Peter Dinklage, or um, Patrick Stewart. Or oh, no, Vigo no, Mortensen. No. If Vigo Mortensen ever gets canceled, I'll cry. Agreed. Fuck. He's just so attractive. Yeah, also, I have a lot of feelings. like a genuinely good person. I feel like that's my like that's mark. It's part. just like you seem like you are a genuinely good person. Like Hemsworth and Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans, they seem like genuinely good people. Agreed. It cancel culture is rough. Yeah, it's, it's just like but 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 but. Oh man! Speaking of butts, Bartlett has a staff with an orb at the end, and he's a butt. Yeah, so, he is a so butt. Real, real quick. Lord Bartlett seems to be some kind of warlock or whatever. And the fact that this is in, like, ye olden days on the East Coast where witches were basically just burned for looking like a witch. He's got a magic fucking staff with a large orb at the end of it and light comes from it. And then, like, that's how the sacrifices for the ogre are chosen. And a beam falls on this character named Stephen Chandler, who we literally call young Stephen the entire fucking movie. And then Hope screams, I assume, because she has a love for Stephen. And Stephen is the next sacrifice. Yes. The orb. The orb. Lord Bartlett says we must ask the orb in like the most straightforward way, dramatic way possible. And Nora almost snorted out her rum. It was so good. It's the ogre looks ridiculous. The orb when it like deaths someone, it's it's like a bad Thanos snap effect where they just kind of disintegrate into light. But it's, it doesn't it doesn't kill that, anyone, does it? I don't know. No, the orb doesn't I, kill anybody. The orb just selects the sacrifices for the ogre. Family, what I paid attention and I still don't fucking know. Learn to appreciate art, Mel. No. Also, this movie really lends itself to me looking at it for three minutes and then looking away. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that you can pay attention to, but at the same time, you don't super duper have to pay attention to. Like, you could definitely look away for a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah, you can. But you would miss the fact that each year, more people become concerned about the pact with the ogre. No children are being born because I guess they all got sterilized by the magic spell. So the population has dwindled from hundreds to dozens. There are rumors that Bartlett cast the spell for his own goals, not to save everyone. It is apparent that time has stopped in the town and no one has aged since the 1800s. They are immortal, but the required sacrifice makes it hellish as they lose more loved ones over the years. Mike and Jessica are discovered and thrown in jail, along with young Stephen. They learn that there is an invisible barrier around the town and that none of the residents can leave without dying. Yeah. When Jessica is thrown into jail, her line is just, I didn't do anything wrong. It's so good. And Mike has a line where he's like, my father is a prominent lawyer. And I was like, oh my God, this is like the whitest white boy to ever have white boyed. He's so white. Also, it it was, they didn't, they explained the immortality, but my brain was like, it's a time hole, right? Like the teens kind of wandered into the time hole. I don't know. It made sense in my head. Yeah. yeah. So 
they kind of established this if you were paying a lot of attention, which you really had to be paying attention. Bartlett basically enters a pact with Satan himself to grant the town, like the whole town, immortality. But in return, they have to sacrifice a person to the ogre each year and they cannot leave the limits of the town. So essentially, Satan's like, yeah, sure, I won't give anybody the pox and you can all be immortal and you can all never get sick again. But at the same time, you're trapped here and you'll slowly have to kill off your own population. I mean, like, is that not how life and death works anyway? I don't know. Like, as I was reading that out loud, oh, it's hellish to lose your loved ones. And I'm like, you never had to age. You live forever and you can't get pregnant. Like, yeah, somebody's got to choose to die every year. Honestly, but your I number's would, not going to come up for a while. I would pick it. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound that bad. No. I don't know. Uh, also... Do the teens just assume that the that uh, the townspeople are very committed to being Amish? Uh, no, they just think they're tweaked out. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, nobody is truly, like, concerned all that much with what's going on. It's sh- weird. Also, uh... Jessica again screams another line. They're gonna eat you. Yeah, Jessica's lines are almost entirely screamed dramatically and in the worst way humanly possible. Like it sucks. I cannot emphasize how much Jessica sucks as a character. And Jessica is awful, but that's why I love her. Yeah, no, she's, like, overly Uh, dramatic, and nobody really... I don't think she was really given any direction, aside from be dramatic. So, here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that this movie has decided to interweave two very, like, standard movie plots. And be like, okay, we're gonna do the teen monster movie, but we're gonna do it with the old town monster movie and, like, put them together. Yeah, so they were it just makes like both halves feel better. They were like, you want to know what was great? The village. You want to know what's also great? Monster movies. You want to know what we're gonna do? Mash those fuckers together. And they did successfully, I would say. It's gonna take a lot to take me away from you. Why are you singing Africa? I don't know. I was just thinking about it. I'm so sorry. I know. This happens to me uh, sometimes. You you have to forgive me. Um, Hope. No. We're, we're back to the magic selection of the ogre victims. So Hope finds out that this selection is not random and it's fixed by Lord Bartlett, her father. So she confronts him and then realizes that the rumors about his motives are true And she and the others are determined to end the situation. Hope realizes that she may die, but is she firmly believes that this must be done. So that's fine. It's fine. Uh, So at this point, the summary that was written was almost over and it felt very put together. And I was like, oh, God, it's minute 30 and this plot summary is almost over. Where the fuck is this movie going? Yeah, no, it really they're just like, hey, yo, what up? Here's your movie. And they just kind of yeet it out. Uh, I, I yeah, pretty much eat. Yeah, I pretty much always wanted the ogre to be on screen because it was better than the acting pretty much ever was. And once again, it was like I definitely saw this on TV in two thousand eight. So yeah, the ogre is hilarious to look at, and I also wanted it to be on screen more. <laughs> so at one point, someone says "returneth againeth," and it made me laugh. Oh yeah, Mike. Mike is just not having it. They're the teens are being when they're being sarcastic assholes, it's totally fine. Like the acting is fine because they're being just sarcastic, bitchy teens. And when the movie gets plot heavy and people actually have to try and act, it just gets really, really tedious because they're not like trained actors. Or they don't seem like they have a lot of acting chops, shall we say. No, that about sums it up. Uh my note on that. Where's the ogre at, bitches? Yeah. Uh, Hope tries to find... What is she trying for? Oh, she's looking for a book. 
And she lies to her father about the book that she's looking for. Cause he's like, what the fuck are you doing looking in this office child? And she's like, I'm just looking for a book of stories that I read as a child. And I put, could you also teach me a lowly woman from the 1800s how to read? This movie is weird. It's real weird. My next note is just the ogre shows no mercy. Yeah, rip Lord Bartlett. <laughs> Fucking eat rip shit. Lord Bartlett. He deserved it. It's hard. Like, it's rough. And I mentioned this previously. Stephen, the character, is called Young Stephen for the entirety of the movie. So I can only assume that there is an older Stephen. And this is like some Pliny the Elder and Pliny the Younger shit where they have to differentiate each other. You know? Yeah. It's fucking I, I think they thought it would be more old timey to call him young steven young steven but it's the way they say yeah, it. you get that's it. what i'm saying they're just like young steven and you're like can you not can you chill i know i love how pissed mike is at all of the the people who live in the village like he's just not having this plot he wants nothing to do with it to be fair i also would have wanted absolutely fuck all to do with it <laughs> My next note, which is definitely the ogre is on his way, is just, oh, Lord, he coming. I, he, he climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up. We love the ogre. Uh, the ogre actually reminded me and, like, dug up memories of the live action Ben 10 movie, which I don't know if you've seen. I think we should add that to the list. I was unaware that there was a live action Benjamin Tenjamin movie. Yes, the Benjamin Tenjamin movie that's live action and is as low budget as Ogre in terms of CG. Is it really that low budget? You, please pause while Emily Googles the live action Ben 10 movie because I want her to see this live. I'm looking it up right now. The live action Ben 10 movie was created after the ending of the initial series of Ben 10. Live action Ben 10 movie. So, Ben 10 is a series that was really profitable for Cartoon Network and sold a buttload of toys, especially internationally, because it's got, like, this universal appeal of young boy. I think that's it. Official trailer widescreen. Uh, I would just like to point out that we can just do this live because we're only 40 minutes in and the movie's almost over. Yeah. All right. Ben 10 movie trailer. Oh, God. That's loud. But yeah, so I think this was Cartoon Network's attempt to cash in, but also appeal to another, like, a wider audience, even. It doesn't make any sense. It looks... Kind of... The acting is on par with the sci-fi original. Yep. Why does Benjamin Tenjamin look like he's 27? Right? Also, this trailer is in like 100 DP. Yes. Yes, it is. So this is a Fast and the Furious movie for children mixed with the Langoliers. Okay. Okay. Ben 10 movie. I can't see any of the effects because they're so blurry. Also, it's really bored. With oh, the God. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, Ben 10 race against time. All yeah. alien transformations. Oh, my God. Were there multiple live action Ben 10 movies? Yes. Fucking hell. Oh, this Ben 10 is younger. Oh, okay. Whichever one is the one that came out earliest is the one that I'm thinking this of. This definitely looks. Which I know is very useful. Oh, 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 Lord. Oh, Jesus Christ. This camp is dying. Oh, fucking kill me. What? 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 He goes through like Sailor Moon-esque shitty transformations. 
He does that in the show, too. Oh, really? Here, I'll see. Yeah, there's, like, a just a heavily animated transformation sequence for every one of them that they reuse. What the shit? Yeah. What the fuck? Yep. I remember when I was a kid, you- I knew Cartoon Network. Uh, basically, everybody hates this. Wow, this is bad. <laughs> So How we're going to watch this is what I'm no. hearing. How yes. dare you? This is a Melanie pick. Compare. This is on brand for no. me. No, How dare you? Oh, compare. we got to watch reanimated. Oh. Also putting that on the list. How dare you compare ogre to this? Okay. Look at this and tell me that it won't be at least as fun as watching ogre. Oh God. The transformation of gray matter is terrifying. Yeah, the fucking, I that was it. me going. What? What the fuck? What the, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like some low rents animorphs bullshit. The character itself doesn't look that bad. I've never seen an animorph either. You've never seen animorphs? No. Did you read animorphs? No. It's about children that turn into animals. Disgusting. Well, yeah, I mean, like, all the covers were them in the stages of transforming. So it definitely bred some furries. Uh, Excuse me. No, it's one of those podcasts. That's how I feel about the Ben 10 movie. Just just a little burp. Just one burp. Just a tiny one. Because uh, I'm I think drinking. we can move back into Ogre. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, almost Steven done. is orbed on out he of this bitch. He is not orbed out of this bitch. You are wrong. What happens is Steven crosses the boundary of the town, which is no bueno, by the way. Um, yeah. So Stephen crosses the crosses the boundary. He's like steps over the stones, and that is not allowed. So he is raptured the fuck away. That's it. He's not orbed he, or anything. It's just like you can't cross that boundary, or you're gonna die. And then he dies, and everybody's like, "Oh no, Stephen." I, I like Steven's willingness to just be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh, yeah, no, he, Guy. like, yeets himself into, he's just like, I'm ready to die. And it's amazing. Uh, I really wanted Hope to turn out to be, like, a witch or know a lot of magic, which she kind of does, but I wanted her to just, like, whip out some dark magic shit. She, I mean. I don't know Why? She's all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, at one point, Jess turns to Mike and is like, are Terry and Leah dead? Oh, and Mike hell tells, yeah. I don't know, Jess. They're probably dead because that bitch didn't even know how to pitch a tent. Not because of the magic ogre. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. All yet yeah, both all both and all. Um. By the way, I hope you noticed that Hope had a magic necklace. Because if you didn't, it comes into play a little later. So I just wanted to point it out now. Everybody, Hope has a magic necklace. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hope has a magic necklace. Also, I kind of feel for Bartlett. Because he he wanted to cure the plague and save his kid. He wanted to save a I lot get it. of people. Like, I I don't understand why it had to be, like, a pact with Satan, though. You know? Like, why we had to go that far. <laughs> I don't, nothing matters. Because there was no other way. Nothing fucking matters. Penicillin wasn't going to be invented for another million years. JK, I think it already was. Speaking of the fucking townspeople here, Hope is just like, we gotta, we gotta get together. We gotta break this curse. We have to go against my dad and we're gonna use magic to do it because of course there's magic i mean there's an ogre so i guess it's natural that there's magic the ogre kills bartlett because of course it does and then mike and jessica escape and they report their findings to the local sheriff who laughs in their face because of course he does so they fucking Mm -hmm. steal a police car and drive back to the village to help kill the ogre because they feel this immense guilt and their friends are dead In the final battle, the ogre is killed, spoilers, 
And that releases the remaining townspeople from the pact they made long ago. They disappear in a glowing light, passing on to the afterlife, finally free. They are fucking raptured the fuck away. Yep. And it's great. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so what the fuck is the ogre's face? What is its it mesh? It does not have a mesh. It is. It, it, it's disgusting. It scrunches its face. It, it's just not a good design at all. And that does not help. <laughs> uh, again, I'm not convinced that Bartlett is the bad guy so much as a dude that ended up way over, way in over his head with some bad magic. Yeah, he just, he worked... I don't know. He he tried. He definitely just wanted to save as many people as he could. And that ended up getting really, really fucked. Uh, when Mike and Jessica go to the cops, the cop has no fucks to give about these kids that come in clearly shaken up and are like, something terrible has happened to our friends. And he's like, I, I need a fucking donut. Get out of my face. I don't want to listen to you. Yeah, Like, they came in. They look genuinely terrified. This cop gives no fucks. No, zero. Like, minimal fuckage here is given. Minimal. <laughs> I have a note on Hope's acting. Oh, she goes, yeah. my father is dead. And then like bobs her head sassily. Yeah, she does this And little, I wasn't like, ready for when it. When she's dead, she like almost does like a chicken peck. She's just like, my father is dead. You guys can't see this because I'm talking and it's not a visual element here. <laughs> no, one day we will record an actual physical podcast, but not today. Not today, Satan. Speaking of Satan. Uh, my note is just, Emily, I'm at a fucking level with you here. Hour one was great. Hour two has been a slog and I have literally zero interest in it. I would definitely agree on that point. I also linked you an article because I needed to get mad today. And basically it's um, the TLDR of the article that I have linked is that animators and VFX artists are not uh, protected under Canadian law because they're not considered high-tech professionals, so they don't qualify for the HTP exclusion. So uh, that made me really, really mad while also watching this movie that was making me mad because it kept going and it kept making me think of that song from Rent the, about lighting the fucking candle. And yeah, there's there's a lot of great lines that happen in this last bit because Mike is just like, do you know what an ogre is and the cops are like the fuck are we even dealing with and then mike also looks like one of the sprouse twins but like 10 decade uh, not 10 decades 10 years before the sprouse twins would age up to look like mike do you, you kind of see it You know, like, based on current spouse uh, uh, spouse twins, especially the one that plays Jughead yeah. on Riverdale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fucking teens. God, he's hot. Being angsty, sarcastic teens was life. And there's um, oh, yeah. the fucking shoe. So there's a shoe on the ground. And Jessica goes, it's Terry. And I go, that's a shoe. And Nora goes, it was Terry. And we were just there to make fun of this movie from there on out. Uh, here's my notes on the ogre. Oh, damn. And there's that ogre. He's so awful. I love him. Also, his stupid butt and that he has no shadows and is barely in the environment and that he's lit differently from shot to shot. This ogre is my boyfriend Oh, no. Now. This, okay. So there's a joke in visual effects where it's just like, just blur the shit out of it when it doesn't look good. Or like you're you're just like I don't know how to fix this. Just blur the shit out of it. But this whole yeah. creature looks like somebody like had a blur pass on it, and they were supposed to mask it to somewhere else. But they like did the mask wrong. But it was too late to go back and fix anything about the movie. So the whole creature looks a little bit blurry and like a little bit smudgy. Uh, 
so oh yeah okay no 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 hold on yeah um go so hope there's like a spell when they're trying to like protect themselves from the ogre as they're coming up with plans to kill it so this is before mike and jessica come back but hope is just like okay everybody these blocks of i think they're bread or wood or something they're just like these blocks represent your homes and we're going to surround everybody's homes with salt. And then you're going to light a candle and just don't let the candle go out. And then nobody will, the ogre won't eat you. All of these fucking idiots are sitting right next to their windows. So that if anything happens to the candle, which spoilers, it happens to somebody's candle, it goes out, it gets knocked over and he has to relight it, but it's too late because the spell is broken. They're just sitting right next to their goddamn windows. Like light your candle go down to the goddamn basement or like go to a back room, go to a room that the ogre can't reach. Like don't sit right next to your second story fucking window. Yeah. It's just No, stupid. I fully agree with that. I realized why I keep using the word orb. I decided that I was going to call anything where they all glowed orbed. Oh. <laughs> so everyone's getting orbed to heaven. Which I think is just very funny. Fucking they were orb. raptured. Orb, 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 orb. Yeah, it's orb. a lot is going is going on here. Sci-fi originals are the best. I think that's the end of the movie. Yeah, sci-fi originals. Yep. That's it. They fucking rule. Yeah. Sci-fi originals are the best. Uh, can I read you a little bit of this review that I found? Emily, I would love that. So, what you a little backstory here. Uh, Headless Horseman was another sci fi original that came out around Halloween, so they do reference it. Headless Horseman did not, however, feature a creature that looked like Vince McMahon's. How, how do you say that? Vince? Vince McMahon. McMahon? Are you fucking serious? I'm 100% serious. If there's one thing I know, it's how to say Vince McMahon's name. Who is Vince McMahon? Worked with his wife. Uh, oh. Commissioner of the WWE or WWF. WWE now. Yeah. Cool. Wrestling. The Headless Horseman did not, however, feature a creature that looked like Vince McMahon's ideal version of Shrek. Like a pot-bellied boss monster from a video game, the ogre in all its hokey CGI glory looks like a giant inflatable crossbreeding of Shrek, a sumo wrestler, and the blocky title monsters from sci-fi's SS Doom Trooper, which itself was one of the most lol-worthy monstrosities they've ever leashed upon viewers. If you don't come close to doing a spit take the moment the ogre first appears in the film's opening minutes, then the best thing you can do is switch the channel immediately, because its goofy appearance is one of the only two things ogre has going for it. For goodness sakes... The ogre has bitch tits. Confirmed. The ogre did, in fact, have bitch tits. The ogre fully had bitch tits. It was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, this review was, I don't think I have anything left to say. There's nothing left to show. There's really... The ogre has bitch tits. Oh, man. Yeah, the production company... That's a better review than our podcast. It really is. So... Like we said, Cinetel does sci-fi originals. They're an independent production company. So because they're a small independent production company, there's really not a lot about this movie that we can like dig into for fun because nobody has any more info about it. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Hey. How would you feel about piloting a new feature for our podcast? What the fuck is it? Uh, the dark internet corner. Mm, what about it? Mm, is that a yes? I need to know a little bit more about what the dark internet corner is going to be. So remember how we did our bonus uh, the other week about tulpas? Oh, and how we got yeah. very angry about unions last week. Yes, because the Laura. Should talk about something shit on the internet that all like that we heard about on the internet because the fake ad reads obviously are great, but I feel like we gotta mix it up this season. This is a big season for us. Have you figured out our theme yet? I know our theme because I invented it. 
I'm talking to the listener well, at I home. I don't know that because I don't have visual on you. So I because this is an auditory medium only. I can't see you. Have you figured out our theme? <laughs> I'm do my best Dora the Explorer now so you know that I'm not talking to you, bitch. I'm the map. Kill Click the here map. to tell us the theme. Kill the map. You really got to get in there and get sharp on it. Kill the map. <laughs> please uh so dark internet corner this week is cancel culture because <laughs> emily and i have a lot of feelings about people that have been semi-recently canceled even though this will air i want to say like 10 to 12 weeks after the actual cancelings here's, have occurred here's the thing, just fucking handle i don't it. have strong feelings about the canceling i just have strong feelings about men and they're very negative views so i don't think i should say them aloud that's fair. I don't, the canceling doesn't bother me because we're canceling people for legitimate reasons. Yeah, no, it, like people are gross, first of all. If you're a disgusting pedophile, you deserve to be canceled. Uh, if you're a disgusting racist, you deserve to be canceled. And if you are a person that is trying to strip women of their body autonomy and make abortion illegal, you deserve to be killed. Yeah, all of that shit. <laughs> Eat a dick, men who are mostly the listeners of our podcast. Yeah, but I don't think that people... I, I feel like there's a weird non-overlap between people that listen and people that hate women. Yeah, no, I feel like we actually... I'm very fortunate in my life and that most of the people that I talk to and interact with have empathy yeah, and it's thus, almost even weird. if they are right, even if they're not a certain gender or race or sexual identity, they understand enough about how, what it means to struggle in life that they respect those people. Yeah, it you know, you don't need to understand like whatever. Fine, you can just imagine it, and then you're like, "Whoa, that person has struggles. I should, you know, be nice." And not an asshole. No. God, just fuck. Everybody is problematic. Everybody's problematic. Everybody sucks. And I just want to tuck into bed and eat a big old bar of chocolate and just watch the world burn. Hey, Sam, can somebody cancel me? Oh, you want to be canceled? Yeah. Okay. Here's some cancelable facts about Emily. Kicked in car headlights. Yeah. Doesn't like children as much as she should, despite the fact that she is a woman. Um, oh, correct that, too. I don't like children at all. Nice to horses. I love ponies. It's really. Yeah, like, I feel like these are all of the cancelable facts. You're too nice to horses. I, I honestly don't. No, if there's anything about me that's like super cancelable. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely deleted all of my childhood internet presence, even though it wasn't tied to me, just so that way I wouldn't ever have to deal with it. I do feel like anything that you did pre 18 or like 20, especially if you're a good person now, should just be ignored. I don't. Like, if it's not a crime. Here's, here, yeah, if you didn't commit, like, a terrible, awful crime. Here's the thing. Yes. I think that if you have said awful shit in the past, but you have, like, fully changed your ways and your views, like, if you've come around... So, like, I'm going to use James Gunn as the example. James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it said some bad shit, like, back in the day. I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah. It, well, it's terrible. But, like, he's not, like... It was before, like, woke culture, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, it was wrong to say those things. But at the same time, it was, like, not, not okay to say those things, you know? But he's gone back and he's fuck? just be like, yeah, I said these things in the past but these are not my views now 
And yeah. like he's totally changed. He advocates for other people and he's like he seems genuinely like a decent person. And like you can come back from being a douche. Yeah. That's it. Like you just say, hey, I fucked up. Yeah, I I'm fucked sorry. Up. I want to do better. It. And then you do better. And that's it. Yeah. Just. And even if you don't do the best and you just try, that's good enough. Like, and you make the effort, people will help. Yeah. Making making an attempt to be a better person and saying, like, I want to be better. I want to change. That's good. That's fine. Yeah. And, like, just asking questions, being like, hey, I don't know if this is offensive to X culture. I want to know before I do anything. It's like, yes, good. Yeah. You're doing the work. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Yes. But this podcast is brought to you by Empathy. 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 <laughs> Word of Put the day. yourself in place of me. What the fuck? <laughs> it's how it works. Word of the week, uh, You just, you try. We should, it, what it should yeah. be is a word of the week section. And we relate it back. Ooh, I like that. It's a lot brighter than the dark internet corner. Ugh, now I gotta write a song for every word? No. Just make it up. I don't know. I feel like I do now. There's an expectation. I don't know. Fuck. Everything's a fucking right. disaster. Uh, Whatever. Who knows if this will even be in the final cut? Everybody's yeah, no, fuck it. Yeah, eat shit, everybody. But also, this has been Animated Opinions. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We have opinions. You can have them, too. I'm Melanie. Emily. Bye! Bye!